Coming up on Jerusalem Dateline, Israel fires back in response to rockets from Gaza after a successful IDF raid on a terror cell. Benjamin Netanyahu begins the process of judicial reform and Christian ministries and churches in Turkey standing with the millions of dispossessed. Plus, war refugees from Moldova and Odessa finally reuniting with families, making Aliyah and finding a new home in Israel. All this and more coming up on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. In response to rocket fire from the Gaza Strip, Israeli fighter jets bombed a Gaza rocket factory and a Maritimes weapons storage facility. The exchange was preceded by a bloody IDF raid earlier in the week on a terror cell that resulted in the deaths of six known terrorists, two of whom were involved in the killing of an IDF soldier last October. Scores more Palestinians were injured in this latest raid. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu praised the intelligence work behind the military action. I would like to praise the Shin Bet and Military Intelligence Division for the accurate intelligence and the fighters who acted bravely and calmly under fire. We will continue to act powerfully in all areas, near and far, to eliminate the efforts of our enemies to harm us. Whoever tries to harm us will pay. In the face of protests and criticism, Prime Minister Netanyahu is continuing with his judicial reform proposals. This week saw the first reading of a bill that would transform the selection process for judges, putting judicial appointments under full governmental control. It also would block the high court from being able to veto legislation, a power it now has. The prime minister called for continuing dialogue over his proposed limitations on the Supreme Court. Let's talk, here and now, without preconditions or excuses, so together we can achieve a broad agreement for the good of all citizens of Israel. The bill will be brought before the Knesset two more times for a vote by the end of March. Well, Prime Minister Netanyahu spent the last several weeks holding secret meetings with top Israeli military leaders about a possible strike on Iran's nuclear facilities. According to Israel's Channel 12 News, the discussion centered on preparing Israel to act alone, if necessary, to stop Iran from obtaining a nuclear weapon. Israel has reportedly shared its plans with the United States. The news came after U.N. inspectors discovered uranium enriched to 84 percent purity in Iran's nuclear facilities, the highest ever found in the country. Uranium needs to be enriched at 90 percent purity to be used for a bomb. Iran acknowledged the report but says its nuclear program is for peaceful purposes. Well, the death toll from the massive earthquake that hit Turkey and Syria on February 6 now stands at more than 47,000. 43,000 are from Turkey alone. Bodies are still being pulled from the rubble of demolished buildings, especially in Hatay, where another earthquake struck the already battered province on Monday. Tens of thousands of families in both countries are living in the streets out of fear of another earthquake. Turkish officials say they are stepping up plans to house victims in tents and container homes. CBN's Brody Carter joins us now from Iskandarun, Turkey. Uh, Brady, what is it like on the ground after the third quake on Monday, and what are you sensing from the people? Well, Chris, many of the people are still mourning outside of the rubble. Buildings right behind me, you can see devastation reaching as far as the eye can see. So it would be uh, sadness, it would be 
morning. It would be fear running amok here in the streets as well. Many of the people we've talked to still can't go to sleep properly because they're just waiting for the next earthquake to hit. First one in Marash, then the second and the third one in Hatay, as you had spoken of. And now it's making it difficult and, and causing a, a sense of urgency, a sense of um, an inopportunity to move forward. And this is going to be a, uh, a wound on the people of Turkey for many years to come. So the difficulty of moving forward is not going to come easy. Uh, as we have spoken to many of the individuals, they just continue to, uh, to cry out to God and to pray for their family uh, who are still lost in the rubble. So as you speak now, nothing has changed. Uh, it is just uh, destruction, as you can see, as far as the eye can see. And emotionally, it's just really hard to, uh, it's hard to swallow. Brody, we know that uh, Operation Blessing is there on the ground. What are they doing now in week three after the earthquakes? Yeah, week three after the earthquake, as you had mentioned, there have been three. So the first and second hit and then the third. So they continue to get knocked down two steps forward and one step back. So they're entering into phase two. Rescue and recovery has come to an end. Now it's clean up and trying to get the supplies that they need to help the people of Turkey. Food water, medicine, and housing. Now, tents will only last so long because of the sanitary issues. So now they're trying to find proper resources in Turkey to build um, temporary housing for these individuals that are safer and more sanitary than living inside of a tent, of which hundreds of thousands of people are doing all across the country in Turkey. Uh, so right now, Operation Blessing, 80 to 90% of what they're doing is feeding the mouths of these people here in Turkey. Yeah. Uh, and what is Operation Blessing's long-term plan right now? Well, that's a good question. They have a, they have a warehouse in Hatay, and they also have um, a facility that has been overtaken. Formerly, it was uh, a, sort of a banquet hall, but it is now a place of refuge where people can sleep, they can cook hot meals, and they can bring in the resources that they need from that uh, warehouse to that um, operation, ground-based, so to speak, in the villages of Hatay, and then serve the people who have seemingly been forgotten because this is such a widespread catastrophe. So their long-term plans, the next six weeks, they will continue to be on the ground in Turkey, getting those supplies that they need, distributing to the people. But as I had mentioned before, for uh, 80 to 90% of their efforts, it's going to be feeding these people. Now, keep in mind, many of these family members, uh, whenever they had woken up from the earthquake, left the house without shoes, without money, without anything. Now, wandering the streets, wondering what to do next. Operation Blessing is also an opera place for people to go to, to seek refuge, to seek prayer, and to ask for guidance. And uh, in the long term, it will be, uh, from what I'm told, people on the ground who live here in Turkey, hopeful to find psychology care, psychological uh, individuals who are privy to and knowledgeable uh, dealing with psych issues. Uh, that is going to be paramount for the people of Turkey to move forward, as well as schooling, uh, opportunities for children to keep their minds engaged with one another, uh, as simple as playgrounds to be built, and toilets are difficult to come by. So infrastructure and rebuilding uh, just basic necessities for the people of Turkey because as you can see it is not normal. Brody Carter thanks for being with us uh, on the scene and, and sharing the good news that uh, what Operation Blessing is doing. Thanks so much. Coming up the body of Christ taking action in Turkey. See how local Christians are stepping up to bring healing to a broken nation.
Names from the Old Testament are being unearthed all over the city of Jerusalem. This was amazing. Come as close as you can get to personalities that are known from the Bible. Astonishing discoveries made today. A jaw-dropping moment of Bible archaeology. This is much more than a thrill. This is actual history that took place here on the site where we sit right now. Confirm the kings and prophets of the Bible left real evidence of their lives. Right time, the right place, with the right people. And one of the most significant finds in recent history. Exactly as the Bible tells us happened in the days of King Hezekiah. Written in stone, kings and prophets. We have the Bible and we have archaeologists. Telling our story, it's matching. The Old Testament is a reliable history book. Get your copy today for a gift of any dollar amount. Call now or go to cbn.com slash written in stone. Download the CBN News app, 24-7 news from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to cbnnewsapp.com to get the app today. The Bible tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. In CBN's free guide, 10 Ways You Can Pray for Israel, you'll learn spiritual lessons from Israel's patriarchs, prophets, and beloved New Testament leaders, while also discovering how you can pray for Israel today. Get your free copy. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash pray for Israel. After the recent earthquakes and aftershocks devastated large areas of Turkey, the country's churches rushed to help survivors. Christians rose up and began to work across denominational lines to help anyone they could. Take a look. Deliveries of supplies continue to pour in to St. George's Greek Orthodox Church in Iskenderun, Turkey, from different Christian organizations. We had massive damage in this area of Turkey, and the thing that warmed our heart is that our people in Turkey, and also outside of Turkey, they helped immediately. This gave us hope. Some of the relief came through the Shai Fund, an organization dedicated to helping the church in the Middle East. We are trying to gather as much as help we can to the people who just uh, survived the earthquake, which are still in, in need. It's a moving reminder of how different parts of the church can work together. He delivered the stuff to the church. They, they're distributing to people because they know people better than us. And church unity became a major theme CBN News heard, even in the midst of devastation. It's amazing. I think that's one of the, again, the encouraging parts is that churches from different denominations, different backgrounds are coming together like there is no divide and working together to, to do what needs to be done. The passage is that they'll know us by our love. I feel like this is exactly what that looks like, is the church being the church. Turksat 7, Senem Ekener, came here to document what happened to the church after the earthquake. Many of the church buildings are completely on the ground. Um, They've lost, our brothers and sisters have lost their church buildings. The congregations, which is the body of Christ actually, uh, spread everywhere uh, as we speak. Some of them remain behind to help with the uh, rescue efforts and 
distributing help, everything they can. And the whole church in the country has been utilizing help, sending help, people to just run to whoever is in need of help. And by praying... Eckerner found a country in grief and a church in one accord. How God is actually showing himself in people, being Christ to one another, as the body of Christ, in unity, amazing unity, and just functioning together as his hands, as his feet, reaching out to people. So I've been seeing that. I've been trying to console. Words are not sufficient, of course, and it's time to just cry with them over their loss. And also just be Christ to people that they're never alone and we're in this together because you can't really completely detach yourself from what your um, fellow brothers and sisters and your, your country going through. St. George's Church survived. Many did not. So many churches were destroyed during the earthquake, including this one in Iskandarun, St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox Cathedral, built in 1870. Church is meaningful with people, so the church in itself is just a building. So if we want to feel love and be meaningful, we need people. Global Christian Relief is there to tell the story to the larger church body, especially in the U.S. It is critical, I think, for the church to be involved in. I think for us, it's one of those things where the media covers this for a short time, then it'll slip away, but we're really praying and trying to work to keep it in front of the church in America. So it's not just a short blast of giving and prayer, but it's an ongoing support for the, the, the believers here, but for everybody. After the earthquake, many look to the church. We hear a lot of people just running to the church, not away from it, to ask for help. We're trying to be able to help people to believe there is another hope to survive, to go on with this life. Christ said he's the new life. We have to believe in the new life. Otherwise, we cannot go on under this situation, with this depression, with this everything is going really bad in this country right now. CBN News also talked with Tuma Selik, one of the only four Christian members of the Turkish parliament. And that is exactly what Christianity gives us. Christ told us, love your neighbors more than yourself. That's why we see, especially among Christians, how they really help each other, and that really gives me hope for the future. Many told CBN News, don't forget the church in Turkey. I want to say any Christians in the world, I would like to ask them really not to lose hope. And don't let us to lose hope. They can always support with prayers. They can always support with just a little bit help. Every little bit help just changed lives in here. And thank you so much. Maybe the stones don't speak. That's why I need to speak. We do need to rebuild those buildings. I do expect help from all the world, especially from Christians, to rebuild our churches because we need Christianity to go on in Turkey. Up next, one year after the war in Ukraine began, Jews are still making their way to the Promised Land, just as the prophets foretold. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. The historic bonds between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. 
Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access. Come home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel. Now available at CBNRadio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning, the CBN News Quick Start Podcast. Each weekday morning at 7 a.m., get quick highlights of the day's important news, then an in-depth analysis that goes beyond the headlines, insights that matter to people of faith. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Find the CBN News Quick Start Podcast on iTunes or wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts, because truth matters. This week marks the first anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. When the war started, many Jewish people fled and immigrated to Israel. Although initial numbers have dropped, over the past year, Jews continue to make their way home. CBN News Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl recently joined a plane load on their way to Israel. Since its founding, Israel has been a refuge for the Jewish people. I think in this last year, everyone understood how much this is true, how much the state of Israel, even today, is a refuge, not just a refuge, an emergency refuge for Jews. Mark Dovev heads the Israeli government office responsible for helping Jews immigrating from Ukraine and Moldova. At the beginning of the war, the people really were refugees. They lost their houses, their husbands, their wives, their children. And there was a sense of displacement and loss. They escaped from there. During the first 10 months of the war, close to 40,000 Russians and 15,000 Ukrainians came to Israel. In the beginning, there was people that just ran out from the fire. They saw the tanks, they filled the fires. They didn't know what was going to happen. There was a feeling that everything is going to fall down and Ukraine will be Russia in five days, and they just ran away. Benny Haddad is with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews that helped about 5,000 Ukrainian refugees make the trip from Moldova. They have one packet with their documents, taking kids in their hands, no clothes, nothing at all, and we need to give them everything. This was the beginning. And a year later, they're still coming. They are not trying away. They are planning something. They're coming here with suitcase, one or two. Uh, they cannot sell the homes or the cars. They have no money, but they have their things with them. And they have some plan where are we going to be in the beginning. They have some information. Still, it wasn't an easy decision. I have two countries, one country of my parents, of my uh, family, and one of my soul. It's Israel and Ukraine. Katerina initially stayed to finish her degree in chemistry, 
Now she and her two cats are joining her parents and brother in Beersheba, Israel. On New Year's Eve, it was rocket missiles by Russians. Near my house, it was 100 meters. And my university, my alma mater, was bombed. It is no windows now, and uh, it is no place to study to our students. Elena Shevchenko is leaving the chaos of war to be with her children and grandchildren. This whole year I haven't been able to come to my senses. When you stand in your own home and all the walls and windows are shaking and you don't understand what for, why this is happening, when our children, our neighbors in the village are dying and you don't understand the reason for it, why is it so? For 76-year-old Lev Viknyansky, it will be like a family reunion because his wife, son and daughter and their families are in Israel. Oh, good. Good. It's been a year since I saw them, but before the war, I visited Israel 17 or 18 times. It's my second country. I couldn't leave what we had accumulated over the years. I needed to pass it on to somebody. We had a business, we had a home, we had cars. We had everything to live comfortably and visit Israel five times a year. 90 new immigrants and seven pets from Ukraine and Russia arrived here on this flight from Chisinau, Moldova, chartered by the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Some couldn't come earlier because they had sick loved ones in Ukraine. My father died earlier and then my grandpa was sick and bedridden. We wanted to go to Israel, but the doctors told us that he wouldn't survive the journey to get the medical treatment there. My mother left and now we're going. Waiting at the airport in Chisinau, some had mixed emotions. Well, I'm happy because I'll see my family, my loved ones. My mother, my sisters, my sons and granddaughters are already there. But at the same time, it's very sad for me because my wife stayed in Ukraine. Her mother is old. She is not able to leave for now. And on the other hand, my mother has been in Israel for 30 years already. She's almost 101. Some came from Russia. We are very happy to visit the historical homeland of my husband to show our son the land of his forefathers. And then... On a blustery day, they were home. I made my decision about Aria just 10 days ago, and I'm here to support my son, year student of Nale program, and I'm happy to stay here, and I hope that in the future I, I'll be able to repay Israel for support, for kindness. Tears of joy that I came to my children to see them and that everything will go well here. I'm very happy that I made it here to my homeland. I always feel good, especially when I come to my land, the land of my forefathers. That's why I can't feel bad. It may not be easy for these newcomers, but they have the assurance that they have come home, as the prophet Amos said, never to be uprooted again. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Chisinau, Moldova, and Ben Gurion Airport, Tel Aviv. Still ahead, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. A special look at the destruction in Turkey through the lens of a talented photojournalist.
Children's Promise is committed to loving and serving at-risk children, to helping keep families together, and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries around the world, and with your help, we can do even more. There's an old African proverb I love that says, if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. At Orphan's Promise, we want to run far so we can touch the lives of as many orphaned and vulnerable children as possible. But we don't want to go alone. We're out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us? Here, we're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years. And to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more. This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits. And a culture of hope. Anything's possible! It's Christian leadership. And it's changing the world for the better. It's higher learning. It's greater knowing. It's what makes us whole. It's what makes us Regent. Experience God on a new level. Empowering the believer is what this podcast is really all about. Discover insights into scriptures. Be encouraged by inspired teaching. Everyone listening. Everyone. You can be a chosen vessel. The Lesson with Gordon and Ashley. What did Jesus get? Everything that the Father has. Yes. Learn more about what God has for you. The Lesson on cbnfamily.com and YouTube. Our team spent nearly two weeks in Turkey reporting on the devastating earthquakes that turned entire cities into mountains of concrete and dust. At times, words fail to describe the heartache, grief, and destruction we encountered. So here's a special look at what we saw through the eyes of CBN's own photojournalist, Mario Gonzalez.
Well, Mario captured the heart of what's happening now in Turkey. Please continue to pray for the people of Turkey and also Syria. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.